Welcome to Vice and Vincent, a shortcut to a good time. I'm your host, Cooper Vice. And I'm Taylor Vincent. And uh, I hope everybody has had a good week since our last episode. I've had a pretty good week. Taylor, how's yours been? It's been going good. We've had some ups and some downs. Uh, Are you talking about the weather? This temperature is crazy. <laughs> it totally is crazy. With one week I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and the next I'm putting on my heaviest coat. Man, and you love wearing that coat all the time whenever you put it on. You're wearing it to bed. You're wearing it That's just true. around the house all the time. That's just true. I love your big coat. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's my favorite song. Spring is sprung in Alabama, and that means that you can never really know how hot or cold it is going to be. But there is one thing you can always know, and that Vice and Vincent is going to come every week hitting you with another great 15 to 45 minutes of content. Uh, I'm excited about spring break, Taylor. That's coming up as we record. People yeah, will be... uh, it'll be in a couple days. I'm very excited. Uh, I get to go home see my family. It's going to be my whole family. It's going to be me, my sister, my fiance, and my parents, and my dog. And it's just, I'm really excited about that because there's very few times within the last year I've been able to be with my whole family because my sister's been living in Florida. Now mm-hmm. she lives in Tuscaloosa. Right. She's very excited. Yeah, that's uh, that's really great. Uh, as we record this, this is before spring break, but you won't be hearing this until after but uh, we, I'm going to be heading out on a trip. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But I wanted to go ahead and uh, I think I want to sort of proactively name this episode, Taylor. I believe the name of this episode is Les Elais Bon Temps Roulé and what that means to you. So, Taylor, what does that mean to you? Wow. what a, that's, that's a great episode name, Cooper. Um what does that mean to me? It means a lot of things. It means home. It means family. It means but what is the it? good times roll. Oh, okay. That's what I wanted to know literally what it oh, meant. Oh, no. You weren't being metaphorical. I, I did just... not know. I just saw it on a shirt last weekend and I wanted to oh, know. Oh, right. Laces Le Bon Temps Ruler. Ruler, yes. Yeah, yeah. The French phrase. Yeah, I was somehow able to look up exactly how to pronounce it in the correct uh, Francais parlance, but I still could not find the actual definition. So it is, it is let the good times roll. That is indeed what it means. Okay, great. And so, uh, so what is the, the history of this expression? Why is it so popular? Well, the history of the expression, I mean, yeah, what is it related to? Uh, it's, it's definitely has its roots in, uh, New Orleans Mardi Gras. Oh, okay. I've heard of this. And, uh, you know, the heart and the spirit of Mardi Gras is to just let the good times roll, Mm -hmm. to have a good time, make sure everyone is just A-OK and, yeah, having a good time because uh, what else do you want to be doing on Mardi Gras? So Drinking. That's Exactly. (laughs) Which I guess is part Um, of being OK and having a good time. Exactly. As long as you don't drink too much, folks. Don't drink too much. Drink responsibly. So, uh, what exactly... When we talk about Mardi Gras here, so Cooper and I uh, recently went to Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. It is uh, otherwise known as Fat Tuesday because uh, just as laissez-le-bon-temps-roulet is a French phrase, Mardi Gras is French and directly translates to Fat Tuesday. So uh, just to give you a bit of history lesson, I'm not really sure what all kind of background knowledge y'all are bringing to uh, Mardi Gras here, but I just wanted to let everyone know that Mardi Gras is... A long, uh, long originated holiday that doesn't even begin in New Orleans. Uh, it actually 
begins all the way back uh, in Rome. Uh, when R- Rome, uh, Rome, Rome, Georgia? No, no, no. Oh, uh, not to be confused there. Uh, Rome, oh. Italy. Cooper. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have an actual date. I'm no historian, but mm-hmm. it goes back, you know, hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of years. Who's who's actually to say we don't we don't have any recordings of anything past you know a couple weeks ago, really? Yeah, I mean, essentially, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you know, it was a couple thousand years ago, and uh, we're in Rome, Italy, and. Christianity is on the rise, and the emperor of Rome has, you know, has these pagan, what they call pagans, you know, mm-hmm. people who are not uh, believers of the Christian faith, and uh, and and worshiping all these other sort of gods and whatnot. I, I'm no, I'm not gonna get into what pagan means, but um, <laughs> thank you, uh, no problem. And so. These pagans have these holidays uh, and celebrations uh, that the Romans were like, well, you know, it would be really difficult to get rid of these because they get really excited about them every year. um, And we don't want to just like diminish their fun. We'll actually have fun, too. But we're going to make it Christian. Mm. Much like... A classic maneuver at this point. A classic maneuver. Yeah, sort of like, you know, play one in the Roman playbook is if something is cool but it isn't yours, just make it Christian and and then it's gravy. Exactly. Exactly. It's a great move. So they did just that. Um, So the season of Lent in the Roman Catholic Church is where you sacrifice and have penance and fast from certain foods and things like that, or have your own fast, whatever. And at that time, right before the season of Lent, is where these pagans were celebrating their holidays. They're like, well, you know what we should do? We should have fun with these pagans and celebrate before we have to do all this hard fasting that's no fun. Uh, And so that's kind of like where it all started and began. If you can't beat them, join them. Exactly. That's you've always said that. I have always said that. And so I believe I coined the phrase. You, you did. Thank uh, you. So, with that in mind, Mardi Gras was born uh, Fat Tuesday. So Lent starts on a Wednesday. Uh, 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 Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday, to be uh, more specific. Mm-hmm. And with Ash Wednesday being the start of Lent, the day before that being a Tuesday. That's Fat Tuesday, where you participate in the debauchery and the the good times rolling uh, before you have to fast and all that. I mean, if you're a Christian, you know, in, in that world. So, mm-hmm. so that moves on, you know, your history happens um, and colonization starts happening. You know history, folks. And a Frenchman lands up in North America and... He is in what we now know as kind of like the Louisiana-Mississippi area. Sure. Um, Because, you know, before the United States had all the borders, Louisiana, remember when like the Louisiana Purchase happened and it was a much larger state? Yeah, old TJ. Yeah, so that was uh, kind of what happened. This French guy showed up, he founded, or he didn't find, I mean, he, yeah, explored and like Mm -hmm. came across this point. That was near New Orleans that we call today, and he named it Point du Mardi Gras, mm. um, and that was because like the very next day was going to be Mardi Gras. Oh wow! And so he found this place which was near New Orleans, had nothing to do with America or anything like that, um, and then 
within the same time frame of travel, he went to the area that we now call Mobile, mm. and there the first organized Mardi Gras celebration happened. Okay. So, because of this fact, I don't know if uh, you, anyone out there knows this, but uh, a big tension between Mobilians and New Orleanians uh, occurs because, you know, they say we have the real Mardi Gras or whatever. So, kind of the battle here is more about verbiage more than anything else. Sure. Because, yes, the very first Mardi Gras celebration that occurred was, in fact, in Mobile, that we call it today, due to the history that I just laid out before mm-hmm. us. Um, but all of the traditions and all of the... Everything you think of or now have seen firsthand uh, about Mardi Gras, all of those came from New Orleans. Right. Um, because... Shortly after celebrating Mardi Gras in Mobile, uh, it still was going on in the New Orleans area, and people kind of migrated towards that area, and when they came up with ideas for, like, masks and floats and throwing beads and all those all those different traditions, those kind of more originated in New Orleans and were brought back to Mobile. And so there's this kind of fluid relationship between the two cities that is, I think, kind of friendly. So, just to lay everyone uh, to rest, uh, to rest uh, with these, uh, with, I know with this heated tension of <laughs> who who has a better Mardi Gras. Yeah. That's that's for you to decide, folks. Go to Mobile, go to New Orleans. You know, you do what you want. Um, I don't have like a huge dog in this fight. I used to not have a huge dog in this fight. Right. Um, my dad's from New Orleans, but I grew up in Birmingham. My fiance's from New Orleans, so, you know, it all just kind of, for me, I've never actually been to Mobile, so I'm not going to say one's better than the other, but I definitely have a home and a, uh, my heart goes towards mm-hmm. New Orleans for Mardi Gras. You know, it's funny, your fiance is from New Orleans. My friend Renee is from New Orleans. Get out of town. That's crazy. That is crazy. Wait, what's your fiance's name again? I've known her for so long, but I can never... Uh... Oh, um, her name's Renee. What? I'm just kidding, folks. I knew it was the same person. I'm very smart. So, uh, yeah, is that about it? Is that about yeah, that's, it that's kind as, of uh, the origin history I just wanted to give everyone out there. Um, well, that's great. Well, I had been to Mardi Gras uh, never before. I had been to New Orleans once before, uh, a couple years back, on the invitation of yourself. And then I returned... Uh, recently with you and Renee and a couple of our other friends for Fat Tuesday, or to be more specific, the preceding Saturday, we went to the Endymion Parade, Yes. and we drank for a lot of the day, and we did a lot of walking, uh, and we did some... Yes, we, we walked responsibly. very responsibly. We walked very responsibly. We did some walking, we did some talking, and... Uh, Kind of like a like an Aaron Sorkin show. Lots of walking and talking. <laughs> Lots of walking and talking and <laughs> yeah. fast conversations. Uh-huh. And I I'll, I also do put on my suit jackets the same way that the president does on the West Wing. You know how he does it all backwards <laughs> yeah, or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, throws it over him like he just caught a dead animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, and it was a lovely time. I really... What was your favorite part? Um, I mean, probably the parade. It was just... It's nuts. It was, you know... Exactly like I'd imagined it being, just with all these silly costumes and the floats were... Actually, the floats were more impressive than I'd imagined. I Like the, 
the technological advances in those were really something. Um, Flo Rida was the, uh, the, what, what is the, the grand marshal of the parade. Yeah, so each, uh, to get into that for a second, yeah, yeah, yeah. Each, each parade kind of has what they call a grand marshal, and they're the kind of the honored guest of that whole parade. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, parades actually happen for almost a whole month before oh wow before the fat tuesday mm-hmm. um, because in new orleans mardi gras celebrated from the epiphany or the 12th night after christmas until ash wednesday so actual celebrations between you know mardi gras balls and uh, that is, you know, a dancing ball, not to be confused with uh, oh. any, anything else. Okay. Um, Mardi Gras balls as well as uh, parades that happen for, you know, weeks on end. It's just people know Mardi Gras as the actual day and the weekend leading up to it because that's when the most people go and the most festivities kind of happen because it all leads up to the huge Fat Tuesday. But it actually is happening Weeks and weeks beforehand. Mm. They're just lesser known parades. Right. Christianity is such a top heavy religion. It feels like everything takes place. You know, we start with like Christmas, which I call Advent. Uh, I don't know if anyone else does, but uh, I call it Advent. And then it seems like right after Advent, we go into, into what, what was it called after the 12th? The Epiphany? The Epiphany, sorry. The Epiphany. And then right after that, it's. And then after Easter. We have ordinary time. Just ordinary time. <laughs> it's just like the rest of life. So that's kind of cool. I like that. It's just like um, power through these few months. And then it's like break time. Right. It's cool. It's a good way of doing it. I like that. Better than like, <laughs> I'm glad. You know, oh, I got to remember all this stuff throughout the year. Uh, but to get back to your experience. Yes. Um, um, I. So you enjoyed yourself. It was did just like you are imagining. Yeah. Tell us about the floats. You said they were... Much more elaborate than you were thinking. Yeah, what yeah. Was... I think, you know, due to technology, uh, lots of screens. I remember why I brought up Flo Rida is that we were, you know, he was at the head of the parade. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the parade was kind of reaching its end, we were, able to, we were able to watch on a screen him performing. Remember that? He was yeah, like at a concert yeah. performing and we were able to see a little snippet of it. Yeah, that was pretty neat for sure. Yeah, yeah. And just... uh Lots of lights, uh, lots of beads. Um, How many beads you catch, Cooper? Oh, so many. Probably about two dozen. Man, that's yeah. a lot of beads. Yeah, it was a lot. And uh, got some cool, you know, some cool, uh, is it called ice? What's the name of like, you know, like when you got like a fresh chain? <laughs> I, feel like, uh, I feel like our friend. I'm not the person to ask. I'll, I'll ask our friend Scotty. He would know. Um, I think, is it ice? I, I am going to say that it's ice. I might be wrong though. I got I caught some fresh ice. I got a cool like you know chain that was in Mardi Gras colors, oh, and then nice. as well as like a medallion type thing that lit up both on the actual medallion and on the uh, you know like the necklace part of it. Oh, that's cool. And those two are uh, treasured possessions to be sure. I caught a couple little mini frisbees, but I didn't want to carry them around, so I kind of just uh, chucked them behind me into the crowd. And right, we. As as one does. Yes, when you're as in the one front. does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We were right we at had the good front. Spots. We were royalty. We were kings among men. Um, <laughs> and we were, you know, it was kind of like we were up on our own little float, throwing stuff to the commoners behind us. What would you say is going through your mind when a float passes by, and some stranger in a mask is throwing things? Well, obviously anger at first. 
Every time a new float would come by, I would immediately forget the context for which it was there. And I would be like, why are you up there? That's dangerous. Why are you throwing stuff at us? That's going to hurt me if it hits me. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's Mardi Gras. This is for fun. And then I'm like, throw me something, mister. <laughs> and uh, and that repeated like, what, 30, 35 times? About 35 times, like yeah. Yeah, so it was a, parade as a number of floats. <laughs> it was a jarring night for me. A lot of uh, mood whiplash, to be sure. But uh, just, a, just a, a real treat. And I... Uh, I intend to go back yearly for the foreseeable future, you know. Well, that's great. Um, I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Well, cool. That's uh that's our uh, our featured segment of this episode, which is again laissez-les bon temps rouler and what it means to you. And I'm glad, Taylor, that you told me what it means to you, and I think I have a pretty good idea of what it means to me now. Mark Twain Pizza Landing. <laughs> Mark Twain Pizza Landing is the restaurant that we went to after the festivities. And I'm just going to say it one more time, because it is the best four words that have ever been put together in the English language. Mark Twain's Pizza Landing. I think they are our sponsor for this week. <laughs> That's true. We they did. Were, I remember getting a call. Yeah, they were like, hey boys. Uh, you, you we loved, remember y'all specifically you coming loved, in at the end of the night. You loved our slice. We loved how you showed up 15 minutes before closing. So why don't we keep this transaction going? Oh. We'll toss some... Uh, fungibles, some fiduciaries your way to kind of keep the lights on at the Bookhouse Studios. And thank you, Mark Twain, both for your good books and your good pie. Twas delicious. <laughs> Twas. <laughs> uh, so as we said before, um, as we are recording this, it is before spring break, but uh, by the time it is released, it will be after spring break. So I thought a fun segment to do you know, just so that we don't have to do two weeks of talking about spring break. People don't even want to hear one week, frankly, Taylor. I think what we should do is we should just come back after spring break and edit in what we did. And uh, okay. and, then okay. that, and since it's coming out after, it won't be any work. We won't have to take the episode That's down true. and edit it. It'll just be be what people hear the first time they hear it. So That works for me. So I think we'll Let's... just do... We'll just do a little edit point, and then this will be us from, like, um, two weeks in the future or so, uh, talking about our awesome breaks. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm done with that. Oh, Taylor. Oh, I am Cooper, back. You sound tired. I am tired, but I am also so rejuvenated. Rejuvenated from what? From my wonderful spring break. Oh, man. How was it? Well, uh, I hopped on the plane. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Not at LAX. Uh, oh. But at um at Atlanta at the Atlanta airport. Uh, okay. What's it called? Atlanta uh, airport. The um, Atlanta International Airport. Yeah, but it's got like it's got somebody's name attached to it. Oh. I was just there. I can't believe I don't remember it. You know who but, knows uh, the names of airports actually? I well the Birmingham one is like Shuttlesworth or something. Um, yeah. But I mean we grew up close to that, so I think that can be excused. I know. Let's actually just go run down all the airports whose names we know. Um, Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. Yes. Airport. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. yeah. The, a helicopter comes straight That's out a... of the uh, end zone of that stadium. Oh, but it is an airport, legally? Yeah, well, yeah, they kind of have to fly around a few times because, you know, velocity and all that sort of right, stuff. Right, and, and, so, and footballs. That could, right, and footballs yeah. that could 
hinder the engines and things like that. <laughs> sure. But, um, um, uh, JFK. Oh, right. That one, of course. Uh, yes. Chicago. Chicago. Does Chicago have a name? No, it's just Chicago. Oh, it's a Chicago. Yeah, that's okay. That's yeah, name. yeah. Um, hmm. Then you got Dallas Shuttlesworth Airport. In the Dallas Shuttlesworth. You have San Francisco Shuttlesworth. And you've got, you've got the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Shuttlesworth. Shuttlesworth. That sounds right to me. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles Shuttlesworth. The White House. White House Shuttlesworth. Because, yeah, I guess Air Force One does take off from there. Um, I believe that is all of the airports in the continental United States. Yes. Okay, cool. So I took off from... Yeah, no, we've mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I took off from the Atlanta Shuttlesworth. And um, on my way to Las Vegas... uh, Ooh, yes, the Windy City. The Windy City. I went with my father. Uh, We had a wonderful time. But before we even got there, I sit down, I turn to my right, sitting in the middle seat, who could it be, but Matthew Lillard, the guy who played Shaggy in (laughs) Scooby-Doo 1. That's nuts. Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Wow. Yes. He was sitting right next to me. How did, what did you, did you say anything? I thanked him for his work. I said, thank, thank yeah. you for being Shaggy these 13 years. Because now he voices Shaggy in all of the animated. Oh, does he really? Yeah, yeah, because uh, Casey Kasem, uh, may he rest in peace, had retired after, uh, I guess that would have been What's New Scooby-Doo. That would have been the last one that Casey did. He may have done a, a movie here and there. But um, after Casey retired, Matthew took over because he enjoyed being Shaggy in those movies so much that he was just like, I'll just do it forever. And he has a great shaggy voice. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, and so I remember those movies fondly. Yes, they're great. Oh, they're they're certified bangers, dude. There's as far as like, you know, fun, family friendly entertainment goes, look no further than Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed, where the, the monsters are real this time. Um, I believe it. So me and Matthew, we chill out. Just get to talking have, and have a couple brew dogs. Oh, on the plane? Um, on the plane, yes. Oh, that's nice to have your parents uh, be with you on the plane so you can just put on their tab, you know. Oh, yeah, that, that's what I invited Matthew to do the same, actually. And he, <laughs> oh, that's you know, classic. He seems to be doing all right, but he was very enthusiastic at the idea of having my father pay for all of his oh, drinks. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's not like he had too much or anything. He had, you know, like, I would say a drink every 500 miles or something like that. And, what is, um, what is uh, Shaggy's favorite drink? Oh, excuse me, Matthew Lillard's uh, favorite drink. Oh yes, thank you. He didn't. He does not like it when you call him Shaggy. I was very oh, really? surprised to find. Oh. Yeah, his uh, his favorite drink is a seven and seven. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, and so I had a couple of those with him. We kind of chatted about uh, uh, you know, whether Freddie Prinze Jr. was as nice as he seems, and <laughs> you know, uh, is Sarah Michelle Gellar still so pretty? And the answer is yes, of course. And you know, just a bunch of classic Scooby Doo goss. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's nice. uh, he did have to break it to me that Scooby Doo is not real. Oh. Because you see him in those movies. Wait, he's not. He's not a real dog. No, apparently that that was like car- cartoons, like with computers. Oh. That's really disappointing. I didn't know that. I was in the second one when he drinks the potion and he like turns into Einstein and yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. the Tasmanian devil and I stuff. That. I was a little bit concerned 
But I was thinking, oh, well, it's just a real dog, and then they put CGI on yeah, top of that. Yeah, yeah. But based on what Matthew is telling me, he was a computer the whole time. Um, oh, and you know, that's a mystery in and of itself. That it, it is the one mystery that Mystery Inc. could not solve, and instead it was Matthew, my friend, who solved it for me. Well, and yeah, a piece of my childhood. Yes, yes. R.I.P. Uh, rest in pause, uh, like dog paws. Rest in pause, Scooby Doo. Um, so you're on the plane to Vegas. Yeah, I think that's actually my time. I can't really talk about anything else because oh. I did talk about my friend Matthew. Um, and we right. are, I guess, and what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's so. true. I cannot tell you about anything else. And the flight home was pretty boring. Oh, and that was it. So well, which, uh, what uh, what plane were you on when you came back? Or what uh, airport? <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I don't know the specific airplane, but okay. wait, what airport, like, out of Vegas did we take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Las Vegas Shuttlesworth. Oh, duh. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. Um, I think we forgot that one earlier, which is why, uh, why it wasn't on the, uh, tip of your brain. Are you sure um, you don't know the plane name? Because I think, I, I just mm, remember you telling me is, I think it was somewhere around N6422 Yankee. Or something like something that? like that. I believe you may have switched the in and the four, but that's about right. Um, gotcha. And it was a wonderful plane. The seat was comfortable. Uh, the flight attendants uh, were very kind. Uh, oh, that's always good. Met met Shaggy. Uh, had some bevies on my dad's dime. Mm-hmm. Can't really ask for anything better. Yeah. Taylor, how was your spring break? It was exactly what I needed it to be, Cooper. It was relaxing. It was chillaxing. I was going to... That was on my lips, I swear. <laughs> if you hadn't said that, I was about to say it for you. And I was... I, I shot some b-ball outside of school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so it was It was just what I needed it to be. Can you talk about the basketball for a little more? This oh, is really interesting. Definitely. So basketball is my favorite sport. I love the, the way they dribble up and down the court. And there's this little place next to my house uh, in Woodstock, which is where my parents live, which is where I call home now. Nice. Um, And this basketball court that I go to, it has some odd memories for me. Mm -hmm. uh, Because, so let's go back a few years. Okay, yeah. When we first moved to Woodstock, right? You know, I just graduated from Thompson High School in Alabaster, Alabama. Go oh, Warriors. that's where I graduated. Yeah, we went to school together. I don't know. If oh, right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I just, thanks yeah. for letting me jog your memory there. No, yeah, because uh, I, I always tell people, like, I feel like I've known Taylor for so long, and then I remember I have. Right. We Yeah, we did high school together. Mm-hmm. So after I graduated, we moved to Woodstock, and you know, I, I, you're at the, I'm, I was at a weird age of like, I wasn't about to try to make new friends around the block. They were mm-hmm. all like five or ten, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I was 18. So I thought that might be a little weird. Right. So I just went and played basketball at this court down the street. <laughs> a lot of fun, good hoops, uh, good court, a little bleachers next to it. And, nice. Um, we had this neighbor, though, mm. who was not quite old. Mm. I, I wouldn't say he was old. I but immediately I know what you mean by this. You know he. It's so clear in my mind. He, if he, if he would have had a, had kids real young, he could have been my dad. Mm. But he was also 
young, a lot younger than my dad. Mm. So he was at this weird age where he really wanted to be my friend, mm. but I thought it was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so he came to the basketball court with me one time, mm-hmm. not to not to infringe on my on my hoops, but just to relive his glory days because. Mm. Again, he's at that age where he's not quite old enough to be a dad, but old enough to where he's not in the shape that I'm in at 18 years old. So, so you, you took him to church? I, I took him to church, just like Hosier. Oh, man. And uh, Yeah, you schooled him. I really did, and he did not enjoy it. One day. <laughs> okay, well. He was smiling the whole time. <laughs> but there's pain in those eyes. There was pain in those eyes, mm. and when we were finished, he said we should do it again sometime. <laughs> and and what I you told do? him... Yeah, definitely. And then? And then we never did it ever again. <laughs> uh, and I don't feel bad about it. But we developed a weird uh, weird friendship because now I have his Keurig. Ha-ha! <laughs> Long story short, that's where I got the Keurig. You won it off him. You won that and the shirt off his back in that game <laughs> of free throw hoops. That's exactly what happened. Well, Taylor... That's all the time we have for this segment, Um, but it sounds like your spring break was awesome. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to kind of reminisce about... About Eric. About Eric and and how bad he is at basketball. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to uh, give it back over to the Cooper and Taylor of the past, uh, and they'll probably uh, finish up the episode. So, uh, yeah, let's just uh, sit in silence for a second so that I get a good uh, edit point when I edit this together. That's a good idea. So we just heard from Taylor. Our future selves. Yes. Our, what a fun thing that is. I love is, podcasting technology, man. You know, technology at this point in time, pretty much indistinguishable from magic, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. I've seen Magic Man, I've seen Magic Mike, I've seen Magic Mike XXL? No, I've, I heard that was really raunchy, so I, yeah, Donald, I decided not to Donald see it. Donald Glover was in that one, I Was think. he? Oh, I yeah. should have seen it. Yeah. Well, either way, I've seen lots of Magic Coop, and yeah. uh, this technology's on up there with it. Well, the best kind of magic, for my money, is the magic we make right here in the Bookhouse studio, recording this podcast week after week. Nothing better. Nothing better. So, as always, I'm glad you're here with me. Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. I think that's gonna just about do it for this episode of Vice and Vincent. Do you have any parting remarks? I do not. Neither do I. See you, folks.